Welcome back to the MedBullet Step 1 podcast. In this episode, we go over the topic of Waterhouse Friedrichsen syndrome from the endocrine section on MedBullets.com. This syndrome is a cause of acute adrenocortical insufficiency. It typically follows Neisseria meningitidis septicemia. The infection causes endotoxic shock and DIC. This leads to consequent bilateral adrenal hemorrhage and infarction. In terms of the clinical presentation and physical exam findings, you would notice meningitis with petechial lesions. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over a few questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. First question. A 19-year-old college student is brought to the emergency department by his roommates after being found unconscious on their dorm room floor. His temperature is 102.0 degrees Fahrenheit or 38.9 degrees Celsius, and blood pressure is 85 over 64 millimeters of mercury. On physical exam, he has multiple rose-colored spots on the skin covering his abdomen and lower limbs. Lab tests reveal hyperkalemia and an arterial blood gas test that reads pH of 7.04, PCO2 of 30.1 millimeters of mercury, PO2 of 23.4 millimeters of mercury. What is the most likely diagnosis for this patient's condition? 1. Addison disease. 2. Dengue hemorrhagic fever. 3. Diabetic ketoacidosis. 4. Typhoid fever. Or 5. Waterhouse Friedrichsen syndrome. And the correct answer choice is answer choice 5, Waterhouse Friedrichsen syndrome. This college student's presentation of septic shock, petechiae, and abnormal lab values is indicative of Waterhouse Friedrichsen syndrome. Remember, Waterhouse-Friedrichsen syndrome is caused by Neisseria meningitidis sepsis, which leads to hemorrhage of the adrenal glands and subsequent acute primary adrenal insufficiency. The presentation of Waterhouse-Friedrichsen syndrome features endotoxic shock and petechiae because N-meningitidis is vasculopathic. Adrenal insufficiency due to adrenal gland hemorrhage causes decreased cortisol and aldosterone production, leading to hypotension, hyperkalemia, and metabolic acidosis. Incidence of meningococcal disease is increased in college dorms and military recruit training centers due to various epidemiological factors such as crowded living conditions and age of individuals. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choice 1, Addison disease causes primary chronic adrenal insufficiency versus an acute adrenal insufficiency as seen in Waterhouse-Friedrichsen syndrome. Answer choice 2, dengue hemorrhagic fever may also present with fever and petechial rash. However, the question stem does not note that the patient had recent travel to tropical or subtropical regions where dengue is endemic. In addition, the abnormal lab values of adrenal insufficiency would not be found in dengue hemorrhagic fever. Answer choice 3, diabetic ketoacidosis or DKA would also present with abnormal lab values of hyperkalemia and metabolic acidosis. However, Waterhouse-Friedrichsen syndrome is the more likely answer in this case due to the patient's characteristic petechial rash as well as the lack of hyperglycemia and other findings that would be more characteristic of DKA. And finally, answer choice 4, typhoid fever, may present with rose-colored spots on the trunk and abdomen that look similar to the petechial rash seen in Waterhouse-Friedrichsen syndrome. 
However, the patient's vital signs, lab findings, and history that he lives in a college dormitory make Waterhouse-Friderichsen syndrome more likely than typhoid fever in this case. In summary, Waterhouse-Friderichsen syndrome is caused by adrenal hemorrhage due to Neisseria meningitidis septicemia. Next question, a 28-year-old male presents to the emergency room for severe malaise and fever. He reports developing a fever 10 hours prior to presentation that he initially attributed to a minor cold. Over the past 10 hours, he rapidly developed worsening chills, malaise, and a skin rash. Immediately after presenting to the emergency room, he becomes unconscious. His temperature is 102 degrees Fahrenheit or 38.9 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 95 over 55 millimeters of mercury. Pulse is 130 per minute and respirations are 22 per minute. On examination, he is pale, diaphoretic, and unresponsive. There is a diffuse skin rash with a dusky appearance and widespread purpuric and ecumotic lesions. His fingers and toes appear cyanotic. Rapid intravenous fluid resuscitation and broad-spectrum antibiotics are initiated. A comprehensive laboratory workup is pending. Despite appropriate treatment, he remains unresponsive and passes away several hours later. The patient's condition is caused by a pathogen that is characterized by which of the following? 1. Gram-negative maltose-fermenting diplococcus 2. Gram-negative non-maltose-fermenting diplococcus 3. Gram-negative non-lactose-fermenting oxidase-negative bacillus 4. Gram-positive aerobic bacillus or 5, gram-positive anaerobic bacillus. And the correct answer choice is answer choice 1, gram-negative maltose-fermenting diplococcus. The patient in this vignette presents with rapid-onset meningococcemia, septic shock, and death consistent with Waterhouse-Friderichsen syndrome. This condition is caused by Neisseria meningitidis, a gram-negative encapsulated maltose-fermenting diplococcus. Remember, Waterhouse-Friderichsen syndrome is a severe form of meningococcemia that leads to acute adrenocortical insufficiency, septic shock, disseminated intravascular coagulation, and coma or death. Although Waterhouse-Friderichsen syndrome can be caused by several different pathogens, the most common cause is Neisseria meningitidis, a gram-negative encapsulated maltose-fermenting diplococcus. In this condition, bacterial infection leads to massive bleeding into both adrenal glands leading to adrenal cortical insufficiency and death. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choice 2, gram-negative non-maltose-fermenting diplococci include Neisseria gonorrhoeae and Moraxella. Both N. gonorrhoeae and N. meningitidis are gram-negative diplococci that can be differentiated based on the ability to ferment maltose. Answer choice 3, gram-negative non-lactose-fermenting oxidase-negative bacilli include species from the Shigella, Yersinia, Salmonella, and Proteus families. These do not regularly cause Waterhouse-Friderichsen syndrome. Answer choice 4, gram-positive aerobic bacilli include members of the Listeria, Bacillus, and Cornibacterium families. These do not regularly cause Waterhouse-Friderichsen syndrome. And finally, answer choice 5, gram-positive anaerobic bacilli include Clostridium species. Clostridium species do not cause Waterhouse-Friderichsen syndrome. In summary, Waterhouse-Friderichsen syndrome is most commonly caused by Neisseria meningitidis, a gram-negative maltose-fermenting diplococci. 
And that's all for this review about Waterhouse Friedrichsen syndrome. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 1 podcast, a daily audio review session by MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on MedBullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the MedBullets website or mobile app while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from these MedBullet Step 1 podcasts so far, please consider leaving us a 5-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Also, if you are not already, be sure to follow MedBullets on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for daily high-yield content. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullet Step 1 podcast.